Boom. I missed hearing that thing. I missed hearing uh, that same music. Uh, yeah, I know. Actually. Yeah. Well, you were on a long trip and and uh, got to spend some time in in California. What what other stops did you make? I uh, know. Actually, I just stayed in California, which was that's what I thought. Okay. I'm usually here, there, and everywhere, but uh, uh, I was just in California. So, um, yeah, interesting. Mm. <laughs> Always an interesting place, California, but, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, I'm, North Idaho yeah. is getting filled with ex-Californians who really not could not handle the politics anymore. So they have come to gun country and uh, are enjoying mm -hmm. the that come with that. So yeah, yeah the bastion of independence. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, prophetically it's, it's the kingdom of heaven on earth. So, you know, it's uh, not, not that independent spirit doesn't get to last here. So amen, yeah. amen, amen. Yep, yep, yep. So and Peter, you went to Kingdom Connections in Vacaville too, and you yeah, guys were both there last time. week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. I, I was. I think I mentioned to Mark when I was there. It's like how wonderful to have a friend across the world that we almost anticipate seeing each other in person a couple times mm -hmm. a year. Like I almost take it for granted. Right. But I wasn't taking it for granted. I was like, this is just awesome that this is mm -hmm. normal. You know that mm -hmm. that not only get to talk weekly, but um, you know, just see each other a couple times a year and be in the same place. And, um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, it was, it was really good. And we saw a lot of, a lot of our friends, Nathaniel and Amy were there and, um, just, yeah, so many friends. And so great to get to catch up with folks and meet some new friends. I mean, you guys have experienced it there so many times where mm -hmm. you just, you randomly start talking to someone before breakfast and you're like, oh man, I needed to talk with this person or vice versa. Uh -huh. Yeah. What a what an appointment. So yeah, there's a lot of great connections there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and I know mm -hmm. that yeah. Mark, you also went to Bethel at their leaders advance this year with Daniel. And how was that? Yeah, so Daniel and I went to the leadership conference. Uh they're not doing advances anymore, really. Um so right. um just, just a slightly different sorts of um thing. This year they had uh, Dr. Ed Silvaso there as their main speaker in your session. Um and um yeah it was it was it was great to be back in at in Bethel after not being there for about six years. Uh and um you know it was it was it was good. It was uh different. Um it was good. It was I think it's it's great to be in a environment where you have 750 leaders from around mm -hmm. the world um mm -hmm. and you need to probably do that on a fairly in a regular you know every year or so year or whatever else just so that you are reminded of just the 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 largeness of the you know there's a lot of other leaders and mm -hmm. um and there's really not quite worship like it when you're with leaders it's, um, yeah. and hungry and you, you know it's just it it, mm -hmm. it was but it was day um it was it was really you know some building on the whole thing I, I think we've talked about 
uh, own and possess other Mark, Peter, I think I'm Peter, in trouble you, too. Okay, yeah. so your your voice is kind of clipping in and out, almost like popping oh. back and forth. So I'm going to mute you and unmute you. See if that changes anything. No, we the issue that we have out um, here we're doing so. Internet stuff. Um, that's better. I'm hoping that in a week's time it's actually going to be a better. Okay, uh, now okay. now it's now now you're back. Now we're so, good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can repeat all that from the leaders conference. Good stuff from there. Oh. Yeah, um, it 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 was really good. I think it's it's great to be a part of um, you know yeah. a bigger a leadership. And um, Itzavosa was really hitting on some things that we possess that we've been in for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was sort of a little boring, if I want to say it that. Um, not that it's ever... You know, I got that. Uh, it's something that, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're clipping again. So... internet uh what a bummer yeah and I, I also wonder if you changed out your headphones that might that might help so um see if that that connection could be the problem because sometimes they go a little squirrely on us uh dave says of course peter you could come to the ski retreat and see mark again you know that's that I is know. true peter you could join us and and uh there's no more lift up the side of the rock that makes you speak in <laughs> tongues and pray for mercy and God's grace to get you through that ski lift that oh is gone God, now. I prayed in tongues for 10 minutes up that ski lift. Uh, yeah, oh my the, God. The, the lift was called the snow ghost and uh, snow ghost is gone. Uh, so oh my uh, it's, gosh. it's a much more uh, uh, friendly lift now. Um, and then uh, Annalise says hi and, and Abraham. Hey, says hello from Vancouver, Washington. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, wow. Well, well go ahead, Mark. Just so you know, I'm not skiing, right? Just so you know. He's promised he's not skiing. What you need to do is have is have Mika teach you a ski lesson. She really knows what she's doing. She's and a ski instructor. She'll, she'll, she'll show she'll you She'll get you in well. ship shape. Right. And I, there's I'm, a little. There's, I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's not Mika. Mika, I'm sure, would be an amazing instructor. It's me. <laughs> so you're a snowboarder then? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a great spectator. I'm a wonderful spectator. <laughs> uh, they've got tubing. They got a tubing run over there. We'll have well, some and, fun. And some of those guys at the retreat are like. Yeah, we're just taking the helicopter up today to jump out of this and go out the backside and over the. I mean, don't or do the they cat, do it? The cat, the yeah. cat track. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Up the into the trails are not hard enough. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, I mean, I love to ski, but I'm 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 not that level at all. So it's fun. Yeah. Um, and Dave says you got to have coffee at the top. 
nothing like getting to the top of the view. It doesn't mean you got to ski, but you can still get up to the top. So you can ride the lift to the top. Uh huh. Yep. 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 So whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. It's going to be fun because Mark's going to do some meetings at Harvest that weekend. And, oh, wow. and uh, we're really excited about him coming for that at the end of January. And then, um, uh, in just uh, three weeks, we got Shannon and Nancy are coming up here, which we're excited oh, good. about. That. Yep, yep, yep. Well, so that, that's that, gonna be that'll great. be cool. That will be absolutely cool. We'd love to have been a fly on the wall or even actually there in person, which would be even mm-hmm. better than being a fly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's weird. Even though I do yeah. fly a lot, you know, I'd you do fly a lot. That's fly. true. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, we were. We were chatting a little bit, and Mark, I know we're just going to tell everybody right now, you're going to have to leave the call maybe a little bit early. So why don't yeah, you kick us, off, kick us off in a conversation and, and what's on your mind, and we'll go from there. Yeah, um, I, I think that, um, you know, one of, one of the things that was said in, the, in my conference, whichever conference it was in the last few days, uh, I, th- I think it might have been Ed Tavosa when he, when he talked about um, displacing um, mm. Placing principalities, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I, I think there are some people who have the view that they just take authority over principalities and and um, and they have to leave. Um, that hasn't really been our experience. Um, but he said something about displacing um, principalities because we have yeah. built the kingdom that we've built kingdom relationships. Um, and mm. I know that the kingdom really is about governance. And so it's like mm-hmm. when you when you step into a place that you start to govern with co-governors, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. what you're yeah. creating is a displacement effect that the enemy yeah. cannot continue doing what he did because there's no room for him to do that. That's right. You know, it's yeah. like perfect love cuts out all fear. You can you can bind fear until you are red in the face, until you, you know, whatever it mm. is. And I think that you'll have a limited effect from it, but you displace it with perfect love. Mm-hmm. Um, and and mm. and even even if I just throw this in before I have to dive out of here, um, Jesus was when we're talking about displacing things, mm-hmm. Jesus clearly said that we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about loving your neighbor. A lot of people talk about all of those sorts of things, and that's great. But the extent to which you can love what mm. God loves mm-hmm. yeah. right, has to do yeah. with the extent to which you love yourself like mm. God loves you. And mm. I think yeah. that we... We, we forget the fact is that we're talking about a 1 Corinthians 13 type. This is how I'm loving myself. I'm patient with myself. I'm kind to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people aren't mm-hmm. because they don't right. know how to be kind to yourself. They don't know how to function in that kindness because that's not been their experience. So that if you wanted to, to displace some things in your own life, and displace some things around about you, then you need to go mm-hmm. on a journey of discovering what it looks like, for instance, to love. Mm. Mm. What, is it, what does it look like to operate 
in a place where you so love yourself that out of that loving of yourself, you, you can love some other people. And I think that you'll probably have a lot mm. more, lot more patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because love is patience. Yeah. So you have a lot more patience with mm-hmm. the people that are around about you. You not be so quick to chop mm-hmm. off their ears um, because they have a, an attitude that's very different than yours or haven't, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I think, and you know, it's the same with unity, you know, I mean, where the, where brethren dwell together in unity, there the Lord commands mm-hmm. a blessing. Mm-hmm. And we, we often think that that's uniformity, but it's not, it's, it's really a personal, it's a heart attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've longed for the body of Christ to understand that for, for a long, long time. Um, and and uh, we we often can use the trendy concept of kingdom mm-hmm. and yet think empire. Mm-hmm. Yep. We yeah. Can, mm-hmm. We can Holy. use the word we do. kingdom. Yep. Yep. But yep. our actions are empire. You know, because mm. I'm building yep. my empire. Oh, but I'm building the kingdom. Well, what does that look like? Well, you know, we do this and we do this and we do this and, you know, we bring people together and we establish here and, you know, all of those sorts of things. Wonderful, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how is that kingdom? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it sounds mm-hmm. a little yeah. empire-ish. Um, yeah. and, um, and so mm-hmm. I think, you know, the, the kingdom, it, it, it's like we've heard this before, mm-hmm. but, you know, you can have, you can have, Churches that are very successful, even like a mega church, mm-hmm. yeah. But all around about them, nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. They haven't impacted, and and there's certainly been some research that's been done. You know that you know you can have some cities that have the most, the highest church attendance, yeah, and the worst social statistics. You know, so it's it's yep. not it's not about that. It's not about getting people in church but it's okay. not not about connecting it's not not about being in that so the the end is yeah yes i'm we're yeah. building commun- community and we are seeing transformation yeah yes yes there yes. is a um there is uh one of ed silvoso's kind of key paradigms right he's got these if you get these certain paradigms then you can transform the world and one of ed's paradigms is that um the um we established the kingdom of heaven where the gates of hell have been entrenched and if we have if we have the mindset that we actually our job in the kingdom is to find where the devil has a stronghold that is where we go that is where we establish kingdom not where it's comfortable not where it's easy not where we get more money not where the statistics and the demographics look great, but we go, okay, where's the kingdom of hell entrenched? And then we go and bust down the gates, right, mm-hmm. of hell, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what we have authority to do is to break yeah. down those gates and then we establish the kingdom there, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's ministry happening on the ground where, mm-hmm. where those gates are, right? That's bringing Jesus yep. right into the middle of that. Okay, so uh, I have to um, head off. I'm sorry. Um, awesome. I've, we love you. I'm going to have to go.
Blessings. So, love you. Uh, love you guys. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun uh, together um, here. So mm -hmm. um, enjoy. We the always do. Time. All right, oh, man. Yeah, no, All right. Appreciate you. All Talk right. To you soon. Yeah, bye -bye. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 There we go. All Chris, right. Chris, as you're talking about this, um, you know, and displacement and establishing mm -hmm. the kingdom where, where the gates of hell have been, I've been impacted recently by Psalms 24. I don't know if I told you this, but it like jumped off the page to me one morning about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And then I notice a lot of sort of prophetic swirl around it, but mm -hmm. you know, where it says, um, lift up your head, oh, your heads, O you gates and be lifted up. You everlasting doors and the King of glory shall come in. Mm -hmm. And we know it goes from there. And it's interesting mm -hmm. because right before that, it actually says, uh, before it says, lift up your heads, O you gates, it says, this is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek mm -hmm. your face. Mm-hmm. And so it, the gates and the everlasting doors that it's talking about there, I believe contextually um, is actually those who seek the face of God. Mm -hmm. And, yep. and so, so now, so now we have a generation of Jacob. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek your face and we lift up our faces to him mm -hmm. and we become a gate of heaven. So I, I, I then juxtapose this section of scripture with the gates of Hades, right? And, mm -hmm. and so there's mm -hmm. something about where the Lord is enthroned upon the praises of his people. There is a, there's a missionary that has talked with me before about the power of, of what he, a practice he calls prayer altars. And the mm -hmm. idea is yep. Yep. they've seen dramatic testimonies around this where they, they just get together and read the word of God, a group of people. Um, and they thank God for who his word says that he is, you know? So it's mm -hmm. like if they're reading Psalms 23, they'd read it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, etc." They get through it. And then their prayers would be, Father, we thank you that you're our shepherd. We acknowledge yeah. you as our shepherd. We thank you that we shall not want. Father, yeah. we thank you that you provide for us. We thank yeah. you that you provide rest for us. You don't have for Come us on. to be. So good. You know, and so they start to thank yeah. God for who he says that he is. What they believe that does is it actually is acknowledging who God says mm -hmm. that he is, right? In all your ways, acknowledge yeah. him and he'll make straight your paths. And I think a lot of times as believers, when we think about displacement, we, we think about just acknowledging God in general, but actually who mm -hmm. you acknowledge God to be is so often mm -hmm. who that you experience him to be. And one of the things that's, uh, that's well, yeah. the, one of the that's things that's fascinating to me, point, yeah. one of the things that's fascinating to me is Matthew 6 you know, when, when this missionary is teaching this to me, it says, you know, we, we learn to pray like this, our father, so sonship who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. And what he was saying is that when we're doing prayer altars, when we're thanking God for who he says he is, what we're doing, and they actually call it this, they call it hallowing the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and, yeah. and so he said, before you can pray thy kingdom come, yeah. you have to hallow his name. You yep. have to praise him, you know, and so the Lord's enthroned upon the praises of his people. And so there's yep. this pathway. We understand who we are in him, that we're his sons. We know that he's in heaven and he has all authority. And now we start to hallow him and thank him for who he says he is. And now his kingdom can come because there's been a displacement that happens. There's a different enthroning that starts yep. to happen as, as right. we acknowledge him, because I'll come back to what you said was helpful.
that yeah. as we acknowledge who we acknowledge him to be is so often who we experience him to be. Yeah. Well, and Mark, Mark was in his introduction to this concept of, of what he was picking up there with Ed. And he talked about, you know, the mega church not having impact around it, but yet um, he then said, well, what about our hearts? Right. Because this is yeah. and what you're saying as well is that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're mobile arcs of the covenant. His presence goes yes. with us. So, so, you know, another great Ed Silvaso phrase, transformation begins in me, right? Like I, I have to, I have to be transformed and renewed, which means that concept of the prayer altar and what is it that we're putting our mm-hmm. focus on? What is it that yep. I'm putting my faith in? Um, that yep. will be the thing that dictates that outcome, right? Like, yes. like where I'm putting my faith and, and the way that I view myself, you know, and, and, um, I had a really uh, a joy in the uh, spring this year teaching on the Lord's Prayer, and and you know one of the one of that realities of this concept of our Father, right? Is mm-hmm. this this is when you begin to pray as a son, you you begin your identity shifts, and and as you do that, making his and it's not just hallowed be your name. It's wherever your name is, is holy. Mm. It's not because you, you don't hallow a thing. It's actually tied to location. So this is a mm. really cool concept that wherever his name is, hallowed be the resting place of your name. Mm. Is one of the con in the Jewish, in the Jewish uh, tradition. That's one wow. of the ways that they teach that. And so when you consider that the place where his name resides is on us is holy. It's holy. Mm. Right. And so we begin to view ourselves as holy. We see, we can see that he is our father and hallowed. We make him holy. We, we, we set him Mm. aside and where he is aside, which makes me holy Mm. Mm. because he resides in me. Right. And so there, that is transformational. And I think that there's pieces Mm. of this that I I don't know if we've, um, if we fully grasp, Mm. like, like, let's wheel this back a little bit. to the original concept of you don't displace Mm. or you don't take authority Mm. over or cast down a principality, you displace it. Mm -hmm. Best example Mm. of this is in Ephesus. Okay. So in Mm. the church of Ephesus, uh, we see Paul starts a dynamic church. This is where Paul moves from the temple to the marketplace. He goes from meeting in the synagogue mm-hmm. to the school of Tyrannus. And there he uh-huh. gathers some disciples and it's a secular school. And he begins to, to, to lead the church, right? He begins to lead the church. Well, it says that from that place, all of Asia heard the word of the Lord. Right. Mm. It was from when he moved from from the synagogue into the marketplace that all of Asia heard the word of the Lord. Well, fast forward about 30 years. There is a thriving church in Ephesus. Remember that there was the all the riots that happened over the Temple of Diana Mm -hmm. and all the silversmiths are angry because they're losing business. Well, the church so exploded in Ephesus that they had displaced. Diana, yep. they had displaced the principality over the region, and the apostle John, 
right? The the revelator shows up in Ephesus, right? 30 years later, shows up in Ephesus, walks into the temple of Diana because the, the, he had been displaced, that spirit had been displaced. He walks in and then he cast down that spirit. That was the day that there was an earthquake. On that moment, an earthquake shook Ephesus and it split the temple of Diana in half. Wow. When he cast out that demon from its place of power. But he, he, wasn't, he wasn't even interested in going until that the principality had no more authority, had been totally disliked. Mm. Right. Mm. And I think that that is that's a C. Peter Wagner teaches that in his book on the Queen of Heaven and lays out all the historical documentation on it, um, talking about that spirit, um, that female spirit. And and I Mm. think that there's there is something about establishing the kingdom of heaven where the gates of hell have been entrenched. This is why we have such a strong push in our congregation, in our community to deal with addiction. Right. And to go mm-hmm. after the stronghold of addiction and supporting men and yep. women in recovery and and going after that, um, because that that is a stronghold in our region that mm. we have to we have to mm. so saturate it with the kingdom of heaven that it is it is a natural flow that when someone wants to get sober, they get sick, period. Mm-hmm. Like there's not there's yep. not a there's not a third. I'll figure it out my way. Buddha's great option. Yeah, it's they just are ushered into the kingdom and the devil loses that territory and then we can deal Mm. with the principality. Hmm. I'm thinking about uh, what you're talking about, where where he places his name, you know, hallowed be your name. I got stuck there. Um, Mm. And I'm thinking about the priestly, the priestly blessing. Let me let me read this Mm -hmm. and this might minister. (laughs) Come on. This is so good. And, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them this, uh, or say to them, colon, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now listen to this phrase. This is so fascinating, but it means something more to me now after what you said about hallowed be your name. It says right after this blessing, it says, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. <laughs> Come on. So yes. it's, this has always stood out to me that the priestly blessing that we know so well at the end of it, it's saying, this is how they're going to put my name on them. Mm. And when they put my name on them, then mm. I'm, then I'm going to bless them. Come on. And um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Well, and and this gets us back. Like every pastor that I work with, and every leader that I I train or raise up, ministry is how you break the back of the devil. Like you're not gonna mm. you're you're not gonna break the back of the devil by doing uh, a social media campaign. You're you're not mm-hmm. gonna do it through you know large. You can have powerful moments, and God will use large gatherings to do that to, mm-hmm. to minister to people. But can you can you weep with those who weep? Can you be there with the hurt and mm-hmm. the broken? Because that takes territory from the enemy on the yeah, internal level. Good. When you minister to somebody, it is taking away the authority and the power that the devil had yep. over that person. And that is revival. 
to me, right? Yes. It's the power, yep. it's the revelation of his power and love manifesting mm. through individuals. And this is how the enemy is displaced. Like mm. when you talk about mass salvations, it's not just because I got up on a platform behind me over here and preached a great message. It's because the mm -hmm. spirit of God drew people into his presence and their mm -hmm. lives changed. And then they have to get discipled and mentored and receive ministry. If we forget that we're yes. here to minister, we will never see revival. If we're worried about the systems mm. and the processes, which God enjoys that. He likes that. Yeah. He, he wants us to have that. But mm. the focus has to be on personal ministry. Mm. That's so good. Oh, yeah. That's Yeah. The Lord was speaking that to me recently. Mm. I was feeling stressed out. I had so much work to do last week and I was driving to work and the Lord spoke to me. He said, your to-do list has become an idol. Ooh. And I said, <laughs> I said, okay. Okay. He said, <laughs> That's good. He, he said, he Ooh. said, he said, get, get back to loving people and prioritize ministering to them. Yeah. And so it's so, re <laughs> so relates to what you're saying. Cause I think you're yeah. speaking prophetically and yeah. because you've said it a couple different ways here in this time, you've said it from the perspective of like, you know, th the priority is ministry. The priority mm -hmm. is ministering to people. I think that I'm also hearing you say today that ministering to the one is fundamentally how revival moves forward. Like you, it, it it's also fundamentally how the kingdom is going to be established. It's fundamentally also how That's hell right. will be displaced That's right. out of a region. And it's yeah. going to be through, it's going to be through the one it's through weeping with the one it's through ministering yeah. to the one it's through laying yeah. hands on the one it's through yeah. speaking that word of freedom to the one it's through blessing that one. And I think that, there's such a temptation at times to, mm -hmm. to really, to think more highly than we ought to think, you know, and, 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 and come into this sort of place where we're, we're thinking so strategically, mm -hmm. but if, if strategy is not coupled with personal ground level fruitfulness, mm -hmm. then I think that, I think that yeah. we've, we've detached something that God doesn't have for us to detach. You mm -hmm. know, and, and it's, it's like this tension. I've always heard this from people like Heidi Baker, like stop for the one, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I, and I love to partner that also with what Paul told Timothy, which is, you know, entrust these things to faithful ones who are able yeah. to teach others. So it's like, yeah. okay, so I need to be judicious perhaps and strategic about where I entrust things and how I grow. But yet I'm also always checking my heart and checking the fruit of my life over the last couple months. Am I willing to yeah. stop for the one? Like, is that, that yeah. simple ministry moment? Yeah still compelling to me is that still am i still uh compelled by love in the in yeah. those ministry moments you know and yeah. and finding the, the the little micro opportunities to advance the kingdom of god and simply to love on people and bring help bring them into a place of freedom yeah well and you know i find that you know it's very easy to become enamored with like you said your to-do list it's easy to become enamored mm -hmm. with with our vision of what we think yep. ministry should look like. And, you know, it's easy to become enamored. I was talking mm -hmm. to a leader in our, in our uh, denomination. I was talking to him recently and I said, I said, I wonder how many pastors are fascinated with what's going to happen on Sunday. Like we become fascinated with how many people are going to show up, how much is going to be in the box how many, how many, uh, how many people are going to give their lives to Christ on a Sunday? And we're, 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 we're so focused on and fascinated with 
what's happening inside the four walls that we forgot ministry happens outside the four walls. Like that's the kingdom mm -hmm. is not what's happening in the four walls. It's what's happening outside. And I think yeah. that if we can get a revelation as pastors, ministers, leaders, that ministry, that's why I, I try to very rarely have meetings in my office. Very rarely. Like I really want to have meetings with people out because mm -hmm. that's where ministry needs to become normal. Yeah. Right. Like we yeah. need to be able to, to cry over a cup of coffee. We need to be able to yeah. have ministry to one another and pray for one another out in the marketplace. And, um, and yeah. not obviously if it's super sensitive was well, being private, but sure. that's pretty, you know, most things, you know, we can do out in public and, and I, I feel like we've, we've got it. Uh, and I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but don't be fascinated with the minute with what we call ministry. Mm -hmm. Go serve, just minister to people, serve people, find them. You don't know who mm -hmm. you're supposed to go find somebody who need and go minister mm -hmm. to them. Right. It's mm -hmm. like, that's, that's the simplicity of, of what ministry is. Yeah. And that it's, breaks it's the back of the devil. Yeah. It's interesting that, in all of education, and I've been, you know, I've been in education a long time. Yeah. There's basically yeah. two modes, two modes of instruction. There's direct instruction, mm -hmm. and then there's like project-based learning. Jesus did both of these modes. I mean, Sermon on the Mount, direct instruction, lecture, right. you know, given a sermon, yeah. etc. And then there's there's project-based learning. Like I'm sending you out two by two. You know, go. I you're probably not quite ready. You're going to learn a lot. We're going to you're going to come back. We're going to debrief. And both modes of learning, direct instruction and project-based learning, are essential to successful education. Mm -hmm. And some of the biggest ditches I've seen in the education world is when you over-index on one of those. When you over-index mm -hmm. on, on direct instruction, kids become kind of like filled. And they're like, mm -hmm. you know, the satisfied soul lo loathes the honeycomb, but to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. When you over-index on project-based learning, kids will do projects, but they're not really inspired by like mm. real revel revelation or, or insight into like how things work. So the quality of the projects isn't particularly good. It's almost like the projects are emaciated, you know, because you're like, you're doing a lot of work, but it's not really backed by the fuel of learning and knowledge, the power mm -hmm. of knowledge and all of this. And so what's happening is, is that both of those become ditches. And the other way that I describe those two types of learning and education is content-rich learning, which is direct instruction, and context-rich learning, which is project-based learning. And so you need both content and context in order for learning to find its, its, its ultimate sort of fulfillment. What's happening in the body of Christ, I think, in my perspective and something that I'm called to, is that I think that the Lord's trying to bring context to the body of Christ. Often what's happening is that the context that's mm. presumed for ministry for the content of ministry to be applied is the church. And so mm -hmm. inadvertently by having yeah. beautiful buildings and strong resources yeah. that things are happening at the church, ministry is happening at the church, all of which is beautiful. It the is. trouble yeah. is what's the underlying message that's being mm -hmm. sent to people mm -hmm. that, have, that have known the Lord for three years and on fire for God. And mm -hmm. in, inadvertently we start to, the context for ministry becomes the four walls of the church is what, what you're right. talking about. So I love that you're out in the marketplace when you meet even with people for church business or you get out in the marketplace yeah. because context-rich Christianity is going to be a focus, I believe, in this next season. How do we do context-rich Christianity, but listen, that isn't content light? So how yeah. do you do context-rich yeah. Christianity that yeah. isn't content light? And I think that that's a lot of this thing that we're talking about by displacement 
you can't displace much if you're not there. And so, and so I think that it's really going to be a season for us to be exploring how to do context risk, mm-hmm. rich Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you call them ditches, you know, that we either get stuck in this ditch or in that ditch. And, and perhaps the kingdom should be more like those are, those should be boundaries that you stay in. Yep. You know, yep. like, um, you know, we, we talk about uh, lifestyle as well mm-hmm. as knowledge being the banks of a river of revival, right? You know, it's like revival comes when you live a lifestyle that is empowered by the Holy Spirit and you go minister to people. That's a lifestyle that allows revival to flow. Mm -hmm. Got to minister to a young man at Starbucks this morning who was having a mental health crisis. You know, it's like, and then peace came into Starbucks, right? And everybody noticed it. It was like, whoa, what just happened? You know, it was palpable, you know? And, and it's just like, okay, so there's, it's like the con, like in the context is lifestyle, right? Like how do Mm -hmm. we live our lifestyle of revival? How do we live our lifestyle empowered by the spirit of God? And then on the other side, what do you believe? Mm -hmm. Right? Like what, what is it that you're believing about your workplace? What do you, what are you Mm -hmm. believing about, about, um, you know, your mission, your vision, your identity? Mm -hmm. Right. So those yeah. two things, your lifestyle and your beliefs will be banks for a river to flow through. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, those banks on the river is another it's a Loso concept that is so powerful. Yeah. He uses like his five pivotal paradigms for transformation and then uh, prayer evangelism on the other side. But, you know, that's lifestyle. And then it's what mm-hmm. you believe. Right. Yeah. Like those yeah, things will 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 establish a flow. And you're talking about context on one side yeah. and then what is it the 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 content content right yeah so knowledge yeah. and then real life application right like it's exactly it's same similar thing. similar strengths yeah. so that's really cool yeah yeah well that's neat yeah well god's on the move you know and and the time is right i i am excited like my spirit is up um mm-hmm. i am i am I am seeing radical breakthroughs in people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that that when the leaders in the body of Christ quit trying to be quiet and apologetic about the truth of of what mm-hmm. people need to hear um, and the things that need to happen in order for uh, people to be saved, in order for people to grow, yeah. you know, like like we should be. I, I feel like the leaders in the body of Christ that are are listening are going to be mm. bold without the performance mandate, right? Mm. Bold for transformation, not to perform religious duty, but bold for intimacy with Christ, bold for connection with the father mm. that transforms hearts and minds, right? Let his name uh, be hallowed in you, right? Let his name yes. be hallowed in you. And, and yep. that transformation I think is what I'm seeing in more and more people and to me, that's mm. revival, right? Like we're, we're mm. seeing the sparks of revival um, and, and it's attractive to people. You know, they want to mm. find peace. They want to go to those places. So, mm. yeah. That's good. How do we want to pray it out today? Well, Peter, I feel like, you know, why don't you start and uh, release? I feel like you got some prophetic words for people tonight. Um, mm. Maybe somebody on the, on the live stream. Uh, if you want, mm. uh, if you're interested in receiving something prophetically, just drop your name in the chat 
or just say hello mm. in the chat because I feel like mm. I feel like um, there's this getting back to the basics that mm. Mark and you and I were talking about um, that he mm. saw modeled uh, very well for him on his on his journey. Like there's some basic things that need to come alive again. Um, I've really yeah. felt like the Lord wants to speak more and more prophetically into people's lives um, and mm. reigniting um, that that prophetic stuff. Um, the other the other thing that I I sense is um, obviously, however, if you get anything for anybody, great. And then, um, I, we yeah. see you, Kim. Um, and then, mm. and then, you know, one of the things that I, I, I really sense is that because of the apostolic mantle that you've been given to ascertain and assess structure and system and strategy, yeah. um, I feel like you're going to be able to release, um, something around those, uh, banks for people. To get context and content and and to get that in their spirit, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Um, Yeah. um, I I was really drawn to Kelly. Yeah, yeah, good. I was drawn to Kelly before when she Mm -hmm. was commenting previously. I felt Mm -hmm. felt, um, drawn there. It looks like Warren and Kelly. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do feel like you guys have a prayer mandate. I know that's for all believers, but I feel like you have a prayer mandate, Warren and Kelly, and it's going to be prophetic prayer. I'm sure that this is, this is not news to you, um, but I, I think that what I was talking about with, with prayer altars is significant for you, um, and I would encourage you guys to, um, to really set a t- aside time to pray and to hear from the Lord specific words and to pray into those sorts of words from a place of community. Um, because I, I think that I think that there's there's community around you as well in that prophetic prayer, um, Kim. I have I have actually a book that I felt like might might relate to you uh, called the Surrendered Will, and uh, Hebrews ten thirty five and thirty six says that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. And I saw earlier in, in your thing you said your to do list, so you can relate to me. Um, you're probably probably you know a a a, a go getter uh, sort of person. Uh, but I would encourage you to pursue the Lord as, as it relates to what does surrender, uh, look like in the season. One of the ways that I, that I look at surrender in my life is, is, um, in Philippians two, um, there's, there's something where it says, you know, um, walk, work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it's God that, that works Mm -hmm. in you to will and to do. And then right after that, it says, do all things without grumbling and complaining. And so I think that that I notice in myself, if I start to get into a place of grumbling or complaining, for instance, that's an issue of surrender. Um, and so I think that I think that surrender is going to be a really powerful word for you. But surrender is actually the back door to promotion into greater promotion mm-hmm. and it being God's promotion. So, so I think good. that God is so in yeah. the business of partnering. Um, um, oh, good. Um, we'll read it again and again. That's awesome. I think that God's so in the business of partnering with um, partnering with people in their gifting, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so if you're a doer and you know how to get things done, I think that God's really in the business of partnering with that. And I think that this is a season where God's really purifying our mm. approach to build. It's mm-hmm. like this, it's this weird mm-hmm. dynamic where it's so a season that he's calling us to build yet. It's so a season yeah. he's also pruning our motivations and building. Yeah. And then it's a season where he's pruning our motivations so that our motivations are pure in building. And then he's coming in and pruning someone like me and say, don't have pride in the purity of the motivation. 
And so I think that it's, it's, it's really a season to, to draw close. And I think this is why yeah. Malvina keeps saying like worship is the path forward for this season of building. Yeah. So Kim, yeah. maybe one of the things that you could activate in particular as it relates to the surrendered will is what would it look like to, to, to spend a time in worship? Uh, you know, the sim- simple worship with the Lord uh, with some consistency and, and allow, allow your to-do list uh, to, to in some part be informed and to come out of that place uh, mm. of his presence, you know, uh, because, because um, peace is really our, you know, peace really, you know, seek peace, then pursue what peace lays on our heart, you know, so kind of two steps there. Um, but yeah, those are just a couple words. And I just pray father, um, Chris, you're talking about the boundaries. And I think mm-hmm. that, I think that, you know, two of the boundaries I think for this season are really the priesthood and the kingship. And, and, you know, and I think that, that always keeping in mind, there's a priesthood function, but then there's a kingship function, which is what am I building laterally? How am I supporting people laterally? How am I ministering to people laterally? That's kingship. But the priesthood is, is, is what's my devotion look like to God Mm -hmm. and his heart impact my heart so that my kingship is flowing from his heart. Mm, love it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good. Um, yeah. I think, um, I think that the Annalise says, you know, whether oh, they're, whether one, or not, two. she just didn't say something as simple as hello. So I missed it. <laughs> she says, it's all good. We don't, I, I think I got some for her. whether or not there's a word for me. I was just talking about a few days ago about how I miss hearing from Peter since the sabbatical, et cetera. It's just so good to hear from you, Peter. And uh, I, I wholly agree. Annalie, we have needed your voice and, and so value Amen. what you're bringing in. Um, so, and I think that, you know, Annalie's in a development process with uh, getting her license for ministry and, um, which is awesome. Yep. Yep. And so she's going to be not this week, but the week after she's going to be uh, preaching her first sermon in this process. Um, so we're mm. excited to, to hear that. And whoa, um, go ahead. <laughs> I have to look it up. Okay. Uh, so I was, I, I think Annalie, the word fascinate, um, I was like that, that concept of being fascinated with, the vision or fascinated with the ministry. I think that that really is like God's fascinated with you. Mm. <laughs> um, he so really is. And, and part of that fascination that he has is he's mm. watching to see what it is that you're going to build um, mm. because he's going to give you full freedom to build the way that he, that he put in your mm. heart to build. Uh, you don't have to find the blueprint. He's going mm. to let you draw the blueprint. And so um, that 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 I don't see you being fascinated with that stuff. He's fascinated with you, and he's excited to see what you're going to do. So, mm. Mm. what'd you get, Peter? There was um, this was interesting when I, and you guys could take this into to advisement, but when when I was a first a pastor, you can probably remember this, Chris. I had this, your daughter asked me one day, she's like, are you copying the Bible? And I was doing this thing my first year pastoring where I was going through every verse of the New Testament and kind of like writing it down in a notebook and then just write jotting a note or two 
underneath it if I had like a bit of a revelation on it or whatever, you know, and of course I came to some chapters where I'm like, I don't even know what this chapter means. Like, I just got to be honest with myself and I'd spend a few days sort of studying it and, yeah. and all of this sort totally. of thing. And, and <laughs> then I got to revelation. I'm like, I can't take notes on revelation. I'll just read it. But everything else, like I, I worked, it took a year to work through it. And I took notes on most of the verses of the new Testament and stuff. And, um, and it's interesting about six years after that process, I was reading in Deuteronomy 17 and it says when you, um, and it shall be when he sits on his throne of his kingdom that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book and from the one before the priests, the Levites, and it shall be with him and he shall read it all the days of his life that he may, he may learn the fe- to fear the Lord his God and be careful to observe all the words of this law and these statutes that his heart may not be lifted above his brethren, that he may not turn aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left. And that he may prolong the days in his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. And here, six or seven years later, I thought, oh, my God, that's what God had me do. I wrote a copy of the book of the law, except for me, it was the New Testament. And I love this phrase that his heart might not be lifted up above his brethren. So, Annalie, my prayer for you is that as you study, that God would establish a foundation Mm. in his word that would become the anchor to your soul as you minister. And I just want to encourage you that in as much as like the great men of old and ministers of old have written commentaries and things like that, that God's, God's writing a commentary in your heart. Mm-hmm. And as that commentary is in your heart, you know, it's going to be uniquely how he's spoken to you and Holy spirit will draw out of that deep well as you minister. And so I'm just, I'm just excited mm. for you in this season. And it's my prayer that God would meet you in this season of development and really develop in you a, a, a depth of, of love and hunger and revelation from his word that's even greater than you've ever known. And it would become a storehouse for you that you could draw out of for years to come. Come on. That is so, so good. Kim Smith mentioned that there's a winner. She has a winner plan now. Thank Amen. you. Amen. You got a winner plan. Worship. Um, worship Dave. Worship. Uh, Dave Champion says, I want to link to that sermon, and I'm not sure which sermon he's Are you talking about the fear? Uh, he might be talking about the surrendered will or something. I don't know, because I mentioned that. But, um, I well, I talked about the, the, the sermon series I did on the Lord's Prayer, too. So. On the Lord's uh, let Prayer. Us know, let yep. us know, Dave. Annalise as well. Yep. It's beautiful and powerful. Thank you so much, Peter. Mm. Um, so Dave Champion says, hey, Peter. I'm still here. So, uh, but Dave, I, I feel just, like, yep, go for it. Go ahead. No, I'll I just hear the, the phrase thread the needle, mm. thread the needle. And um, I don't know what that means, but just pray that God would thread the needle. And, um, and you're about to find you know, out what it, it means. Dave's yeah, gonna it's, tell it's, us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, inter- it's interesting because um, when you thread a needle, you have to be still. So maybe the word for you, Dave, um, relating mm. to that or the the, in, the interpretation is be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that's really good. I I was I oh, was that's seeing good. Annalise sermon. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. 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 Uh, we'll make sure you get one, Dave. Um, I would. I was going to say, Dave. I feel like. Um, 
you don't have to strive or work for the next thing. Um, when yep. it comes to ministry, you don't have to like <clears throat> sometimes, and I don't know that you do this, Dave, but I picture somebody, you know, like when we're raising money and we go to a fundraiser and, and you can tell the people who are working the room, they're trying to make mm -hmm. the connections. They're trying to get all the pieces mm -hmm. together and you don't have to do any of that. It's already done. It's already provided for your next level. Your next step mm. is, is already done. So you don't have to strive or push or, or try to make any of it happen. Okay. Mm. Um, and, and, uh, Kim's Kim asked a question. Why can't I see other comments? Am I doing this wrong? No, you are not doing this wrong. We are on multiple platforms, Kim. So we have some mm. people that are on Facebook live, some people that are on YouTube. Um, and so because of that, the YouTube people will see the YouTube comments, but you will see all the comments up here, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook. I do not like the Facebook live platform. I so much more enjoy YouTube live, but, uh, so I tend to use YouTube as well. So, um, mm -hmm. that's, that's the difference there. Um, and, um, Annalise says that she has a word for Dave. Um, Annalee, mm -hmm. I recommend that you go ahead and get on Messenger and throw that at Dave and let him have that word um, and, and make sure he gets that. Oh, here it comes. Boom. Mm. All right. I kept hearing concrete. You're not concrete. Maybe there are ways you've thought of yourself as hard or stiff or unyielding, but those are not how the Lord built you. And he's got Holy Spirit oil for every place that is needed. And of course, Annalee knows that mm. he's a, he lays concrete for a living, you know, so. That's yeah. Dave's occupation. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. You are not concrete. And I think that actually has a greater significance than what she said. Um, and who knows what that means, but you're not concrete. That's awesome. Really, really good. Amen. Really good. Amen. Well, with that, I'm going to close this out in prayer. We'll get off the, the call good. tonight. And then Dave says, I think I understand the needle. Good. good. All right. So. Father, we thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, even on this call tonight, we thank you for our friends mm -hmm. and people who uh, came tonight to just be participating in this conversation. We ask God that you bless mm -hmm. them. Lord, we are asking that you mm -hmm. would establish in us your kingdom, that your name would be hallowed in us, that you yes. as our father, um, mm -hmm. that, that your name would be hallowed and, and that mm -hmm. us as your sons, um, would be mm. willing to establish the kingdom, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done through us on earth as it is in heaven where we are seated. And so, God, I thank you that we are the direct link of heaven to earth and we get to establish mm. your kingdom here. So we ask, Lord, for uh, your abundant insight and wisdom. We ask, God, mm -hmm. for your abundant understanding of where um, things in us need to die, where things in us need to grow, and, and that we would hold mm -hmm. fast to your word in all of those things that we might be established in you. And Father, I thank you that uh, revival is here and it's in us and we are the change agents that the world needs. And so, God, I pray that you would give us a heart for the one, a heart for ministry, uh, that we would not get enamored or fascinated with the, yeah, the yeah. activities that surround church and not get fascinated with um, things that we are doing to uh, help build the kingdom, but we'd only be fascinated by your presence and be fascinated mm. and enamored yes, with yes, you yes, yes. 
and that that would uh, be an automatic outpouring of our soul and our life into everywhere that we go, that every life that we come in contact with would experience your touch and your love. And, and Lord, we are so, mm -hmm. so grateful, so grateful for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mm -hmm. name. Amen. 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 Well, this is a fun call. Amen. It was Mr. fun. Peter. Yeah, great idea to minister at the end. I love that. Yeah, yeah, so good. Emily says yes and amen to that prayer. I agree. According to Mark Crawford, I agree. And uh, with that, we're going to head out. We bless you guys and have a great week. And um, we'll we'll talk soon. All right, talk to you guys. Bye. Okay. Bye.